Hello and welcome to the Unqualified Huddle. We are back. Preseason is almost upon us. Woo! Great. Woo. However, uh, we, we are sad today. This is this is a sad podcast. It's not a not a happy occasion. Um, as the the threesome becomes a twosome, the trio becomes a pair. Shannon is off on his adventures. Going solo. <laughs> going solo. Uh, leaving me and Shamil to, to hold down the fort. Uh, how are you feeling about it, Shannon? How are you, how are you feeling about the, your upcoming travels to far on reaches of the world? I woke up today, what? This time next week, I'll be abroad. And I woke up today for the first time, you know, a bit enough. A bit enough. But, you know, it's all good. Let's figure Traveling out for a year. Enough. We're gonna have to hold this no, no. podcast down. No, 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 no. Let, let's let, let's move back. It, it would have been traveling for a year if he went when he said he was going to go to like go traveling. It's not going to yeah. be a year now. It's, it's not going to be a year. year. Now. I'm not coming for Christmas. But it's going to be how long? I, I was actually thinking it might be more than a year. You know. Ah, uh, I, I maybe not gonna it. maybe Christmas 2024. You are you know. gonna are you gonna um like post your travel somewhere? You gonna you gonna put pictures up? You gonna do something like that? Yeah, I have my Instagram. Oh, ready what's, to your, go. What's, your, what's your handle? What's your handle? Uh, so it's it's subject to change, you know, you get on this influencer lifestyle, make it something travel related. But for right now, it's just I don't even know my own Instagram handle. We're not very good, you know, promoters here, are we? <laughs> Clearly it's, it's not. It's just my name, Shannon underscore Kataria. But soon, soon it will change. <laughs> well, uh, we'll update we'll update our our listeners or, or one of them um, in in the future about. I was going to say hundreds of us, but some, most of them probably <laughs> oh, the millions. Oh, oh, one of them. Um, uh, hi, hi, Abby. Hi, hi, thanks for listening. Still, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, we'll update you with what Shannon's new Instagram handle will be moving forward. Um, also moving forward, New Orleans Saints. Avin Kamara, his suspension has been agreed by the NFL. Uh, I feel it's been, it's better than what a lot of the Saints fans were expecting. Um, what what the outcome, so it's a three-game suspension, so he misses the first three games of the season. What this tells me is if you're a player in the NFL and you're going to get suspended, <laughs> you may as well beat someone up instead of betting on games because if you bet on games, you'll be out for a year, whereas just beating someone up, three games. Allegedly. You know, you know, he agreed to it, right? No, he agreed to it. Not allegedly. Allegedly. He paid for the man's like medical bills and stuff. He's he's agreed that he beat him up. It's just like, a misdemeanor, right? Like that's just a misdemeanor. <laughs> it's calm. It's calm. But like you know, just do that. Don't bet on a game. Don't do that because you'll be suspended for a year or indefinitely. It's not even a year. It's just indefinite until we want to let you back in the league. Uh, just beat someone up instead. I mean, is the uh, suspension a surprise to you? The length of it? Any of you guys? It wasn't to me. Nah, not not with the way that the NFL like penalizes players anymore. No. Yeah, it, no surprise to me. It's officially gone down, been listed as a misdemeanor, which take for that what you will. Um, but for Kamara, like we were talking about just before we started recording this, but I actually think that this could cost him long term in terms of his career um, because they've drafted his heir apparent. They've got yeah. a touchdown monster. Ha, however, Bobby. he has just signed a new contract last season. <laughs> so yeah, there's it, always outs in the contract, though. Well, yeah, but... Yeah, this but, been an out in his contract, just this suspension. That's, there's that's there's now going through. 
but you you are right in the sense that uh, it cost him the first three games of the season now, and like we talked about it just off the off the podcast. But like now, after those three games, you know, in, at New Orleans, it's been the Kamara show the last couple of years because we haven't really had a viable option to replace well, him. I, I don't think he's actually had his best year the last couple of years. Well, he last year he was he pretty hasn't. pretty poor. Um, but, well, I would but say I, last two years he hasn't done much. And would it shock you if I said he's never had a one thousand yard rushing season in his career? Uh, that doesn't that doesn't bother me too much. Um, like you were t- we've talked about Austin Eckler, he's not reached thousand yards rushing. It, that doesn't really matter. It's about the skill set as, as a yeah. player. What, scrim- it, what, it, what it does in the receiving game as well as the running game is sort of like what what he brings to the table for me. But it, again, it his, his worst two his worst career years in uh, receiving were his last two. Yeah. And his rushing years, last couple of years, is not even cracked nine hundred yards. The the um, reason for the reason for that though, for the receiving yards, um, is the quarterback play for me because Jameis Winston cannot check down to a running back, and that's been his starting quarterback the last two seasons. This year it's different. Derek Carr, I think they'll Andy be Andy Dalton. Yeah, but it comes in halfway through the season. It's not like he gets a full season under his belt with with a quarterback. He's not had that since Drew Brees. So like. Derek Carr brings a different element to me because he does do these check down passes. He likes throwing to running backs. He likes the short game as much as he likes the long just game at, Just look at Josh Jacobs last year. Yeah. I well, mean, Jake, is, there Jake is an argument to be said that is also still in the downward trend. Is downward trending now. Oh, yeah, because sure. he hasn't looked great. But um, you know, alongside alongside the Kamara <laughs> naysayers and like going downhill and stuff, the Saints have got a uh, got an issue at running back right now because obviously. Kamara uh, gets suspended for three games, hurts us. Um, but Eno Benjamin, who was one of the backup running backs that we had, probably just didn't play for the, the first few games before Kamara can come back. He tore his Achilles in practice uh, a couple of days ago. So he's out now. Um, the Saints are, are looking quite thin. Whereas I, I said previously, I like their running back room. We're now looking pretty thin, um, for the, especially those first two games. Uh, they tried to. They got Kareem Hunting for a visit. Uh, apparently, the visit went well. The visit went great, but he left without a contract, and he, he had a medical leave for it. But he left without a contract. Now, I I think what this is is he want he, the expectation of what Kareem Hunt wants is not what the Saints want to give him. And it's I, similar. I think, I think the Saints. Sorry. I think the the Saints have offered a contract. But even before he stepped onto the field to practice, uh, to, to try out for the Saints, he already had a better offer from the Colts, which he, he went to visit. But that, and again, gone, he didn't get a contract sour. signed either. But it, no, he didn't get a contract signed by the, by the Colts, but also they've signed another running back instead now. Yeah, Huntley now, I believe. Yeah. With yeah. Ricky Seals Jones last night. But for me, it's like now, now you just got to give it to Condre Miller and say, do what you can while Kamara's out. Because uh, unless if um, you sign a, a vet like Kareem Hunt, no one's going to take the load in this quick. Hey, are they going to get Mark Ingram back? In? Well, I, you know, I doubt it. But they, what they need is they need they need just depth. I, I do agree. Give it to Miller. Let Miller be the like the 1A to, or the 1B, sorry, to Jamal Williams 1A, uh, especially for those first three games. I agree with that. But it's just in case one of them get hurt outside of... Miller and uh, Williams now. There, there's no fourth running back on our roster, really. It's it's Taysom Hill again, 
And as much as I don't mind Taysom Hill running a few times from the quarterback position, he's not a running back. Yeah, and well, let's not make any mistakes as well. The Saints need playoffs. With this division as the way yeah, it is. Yeah, for sure. Um, in their first three games, they play the Titans, Panthers and Packers. And I would say the Saints would like to see themselves in contention of all three games. They're, and in, they're... in, in, in a division, which where even being 500 might win them the division, every win can matter. You can't be 500 anymore. But they, they um, are definitely, I would say, a favourites right now going into these first three games. Um, but that's probably a little bit biased because I know some of them are away and stuff, so that's probably a bit of Saints bias on there. But you're completely right. The way that the roster's built, the way that the rest of the division is right now, we, we should be the, the team that win the division, gets to the playoffs. And if we're I not... I will go that far. I I think Atlanta depends, but they're, they're a bit of a weird team in general with their style. I think Carolina are poised to take this division for the long term. Um... But yeah, right now the Saints is experience that they've got on their roster, and I'm mainly looking at the guys like Cam Jordan, Lattimore, mm-hmm. the superstar players. Well, it, still are on the Saints. The talk is the defense is looking better than it did last year, and last year it was like a top five unit. Well, they'll have so, to look better because I think they'll have to carry the load. I, they I, are I, the better. I think they are the better unit on the Saints' team. They're better than their offense. Potentially, but I, I like the, the way that the offense has, has trended this year. It's just that, obviously, we we need health. Health is, like, the main thing. If if we can stay healthy, I like the way that the offense is going. I, I mean, the Saints, the Saints, like the Chargers, aren't a team that have very good durability. Some of their no, key players. Not, not at the key positions, no. No, but anyway, let's, let's you know, move on. Can we on. just also mention Marlon Max injury? We mentioned uh, Eno Benjamin. His mm-hmm. former club, Arizona Cardinals, they just signed Marlon Mack in the last week. He's torn his Achilles for the second time in his career. He's only 27 years of age, and that shocked me yeah. when I read that. I didn't he, know. He's done. He's done. I mean, the last time... In he 2019, done. the guy had 1,000 yards rushing for the Colts with eight touchdowns. He was a nice little running back back, back in the day. Before Jonathan Taylor, we thought Marlon Mack could be the guy there. Um, and it's, it's a bit disappointing. Again, a good player getting injured. Um, but this this preseason has been brutal. It has so far. Who who else has been brutal, though? Eric the enemy. <laughs> nice segue. I like it. The the Washington Commander's new offensive coordinator. Uh, he's been making some waves um, for the Commanders, although soon not to be the Commanders, but the current Commanders. Um, from what I can gather, from what I've read, it's it's his coaching style, his intensity... The players there at Washington aren't used to it and they're not all responding well or they haven't all responded well. They've gone to Ron Rivera, who's sort of, he said he's put his foot in his mouth a little bit of some of the comments he's made about the enemy. But I, I think it's a good thing that the enemy, the enemy is fired up. Like, oh, I, I, here they, we go. Here we no, go. They need a culture change. How they do. You not, how can you not tell me they don't? They need a change they there. Do. They need to stir the pot. I mean, a lot of players have come out and, de- like, former players of enemy have come out uh, from the Chiefs and said, this is going to be tough for the Commanders players, but it's going to be worth it. And they found it tough, but they, they really praised him. There's only one negative person about Rick enemy, and that's been LaShawn McCoy, when you think about what's been said about him. Everyone else has been very positive of him. Well, Ron Rivera, though, like, is he taking command? Or is he being Carson Wentz-like here? No, it's clear 
that there's an issue in the culture. It's, it's all well and good. Like in Kansas City, they had Andy Reid to reign Eric Bieniemy in. Like the, it's not a, a coincidence. I don't think that Eric Bieniemy found it difficult to get a head coaching job. Like he had interviews with several teams and there was something about the so, way so he not right. Yeah. So not right um, that people are concerned about for I mean, sure. There's a yeah. lot of historical stuff with him as well. You could people but, can read that. But a lot of that, a lot of that could also be that people were too felt that it was more Andy Reid doing like the the grunt work, the leg work. Like he was offensive coordinator in in name only sort of thing. Because like take for example the Saints, if Pete Carmichael, who's the current offensive coordinator, I don't think he'd ever get a job somewhere else after being the offensive coordinator for the Saints because it's Sean Payton. He he was under Sean Payton for so long, and Sean Payton ran the show. I feel like there's a lot of that with the enemy, and that's why he's got an opportunity at Washington to show actually I can coach, I can scheme, I can do the offensive stuff. But, but that's for me, thing. it's not the even head... about his coaching. Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. You you need more than coaching. You need to be a good man manager. You need to be a good leader. Leader uh, of Matt men, Nagy, as they say. Matt Nagy found a job, um, and Eric Bieniemy hasn't found a head coaching gig yet. Yeah, so that tells you everything. But I, I, there's a lot to his personality. Everyone knew he's a bit of a ruffler. And if you're, it's, it's very old school. And then a lot of organizations want to stay away from that. They're not going towards that. I mean, and it's interesting because Washington picked him up, but they're a team that historically, they just wanted to spark anywhere they could find offensively. And they've, they've not moved on with the times in their own stadium. So well, uh, Jack Del Rio, Biennemi as a coordinator's, I mean, are you surprised? Commanders really. me are the most backwards team currently in the NFL. I I just feel, and I know they've just been sold. There's like the new buyers coming in, and there's there'll be, there'll I be mean, a there'll be a change. They're changing the name again. Um, so you know, keep hold of your Commanders merch. It might might be worth something in a few years' time. Um, but like, I think it needs more than that, though. I don't think it's just just that. I think they need like. It's a long rebuild for me, for that team, because the culture's got to change. And it, it, it's shocking, though, because you look at their roster and you would think, actually, you put this put them in a different division, any other division in the NFL. They have a chance of, of winning the division. Like They have a chance I mean, of playing the division title. Not in that division, though. But like you say, the, the NFC in itself is quite weak right now. Hmm. Some competency, some sort of good culture there, they should be in the playoff. Or knocking on the wild card. Um, they should be knocking on the wild card door. Like they should be. But that, that that's what I mean. They're they're in the but, toughest. But we toughest always division. rave about Ron Rivera's leadership. I don't. I don't I, I don't think any of us have for like the last yeah. one or two years. I think I, he, I, he manages situations well. But I, I don't like, think his Yeah, I don't know. I liked it when they brought him in because it steadied the ship. They were they were just going nowhere. It was all confusing. It brought Ron Rivera in. It steadied the ship. And it's been a nice story there. But he's not a, for me, he's not a forward-thinking head coach. He's not yeah. a guy that moves with the times. And I feel now in, in the modern-day NFL, you can't be that. You have Even their general managers, very old school, may he. So, anyway, uh, speaking of the commanders, uh, their coaching staff, back in the day, Shanahan, I mean, Mike Shanahan, I'm talking about, Big innovator. They had Kyle Shanahan. They had Sean McVay. They had Lafleur. They had so many great people in that building. 
it tells you what a bad coach can do. I, I I just want them to free Terry McLaurin. I know he signs a new deal, but I want to see him at a functional offense, functional organization. Just, just through a functional quarterback. That's like, you know taking him in the fantasy uh, the, draft. The, 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 the scariest thing is like with with um, with Washington. The last I would say competent quarterback they had was Kirk Cousins. And that is that is ridiculous. And yet they botched his contract situation up. And didn't want to pay him, but he he was the last compliment court. But like, it's just crazy. But talking about weird contract situations and you know botching botching things, uh, Jerry Jones is taking over for Jim Irsay as the worst owner in the NFL right now with this whole Zach Martin situation for me. So. Um, to shed some light on the story, basically Zach Martin's holding out. He wants more money. He wants a better deal for himself. So he's holding out training camp. He basically owes just under a million, I think, in fines right now for skipping training camp. It might be a bit less than that. That might have been Chris's, Chris Jones' number. Uh, but he, he owes money for skipping training camp. And Jerry Jones has basically just said he, he's not giving him a new contract. Like, he, he doesn't care. <laughs> it's basically the gist of what Jerry Jones has said, right? And it's it's not like he's in a play that the Cowboys absolutely need this year. He might not be at his peak as he once was, but still a very good player. And they need the a functional running game. Mike McCarthy's talking about how they're going to re- lean on the run all the time this year. I think, like Jerry Jones, like Jim Mercer, they, they they don't know when, you know, when to like give in, do they? Unless it's Zeke Elliott, then Jerry Jones would be like, you know, rob me basically. I mean, he's, he's on the final year of his six-year deal, I believe. Two years. Um, he's got two years left. Uh, two years left. He signed a six-year deal in 2018. So, yeah, he's, he's got two years left. I mean, surely he signed the contract. You've got to play through the contract. Yeah, but, um, but I, maybe I, he knows I don't agree with that. Last, I don't agree with that. Contract. Get your back. It's business. It is business. And he's doing what's best for him. His 32 is not going to get that big contract in two years' time. Nope. Now's the only time we can get that short-term big contract deal or a sweetener, mm-hmm. make it a three-year deal. Um, I, but then I the do... Cowboys, in a way, I agree with Jerry Jones. He's got Mike Parsons to pay. He's got Dak Prescott to pay. Nah, Maybe worry... he's got Tony Pollard to pay. Worry, worry about that in the future. Right now, you want to you wanna compete with the, the Eagles. Chris, uh, Chris Martin... Is it Chris Martin? I've, I've got confused. I've Zach confused Martin. myself. Zach Martin, that's it. Just because I'm reading about Chris Lindstrom. Um, Zach Martin, he's currently the eighth uh, highest paid guard, which doesn't really help his case because no, that probably is quite comfortable. <laughs> but it, it also kind of comes down to you want to be a successful team, you want to win, you need your best players on the pitch. He is probably, for me, when healthy, their best defensive lineman's like at the moment. Maybe, maybe. Maybe Tyron Smith, like, picks him for that. But he, he is a quality guard, which they need if they want to make the run game work. So, for me, I, I would just give him a bit of extra money this year yeah, and get him back in the building. Throw, throw a few incentives in. Uh, maybe some playoffs incentives if you want to do that. Yeah. Um, but, like, this this thing about Jim Mercer, Joe Jones, like, don't don't come out in the media and you know sour the relationship even further. That, that's like, what that's what I mean. You're you're just basically like ruining any chance you've got of a reconcil- reconciliation. This has on impact as well. Then the culture, the morale of 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 your guys, the locker room. It, the, the locker room pays attention when you you pay your own or don't pay your own. 
they do pay attention to those things. But Dallas is a slightly immune because people still want to play in Dallas. Um, is an eight-time Pro Bowler, eight-time All-Pro, 2010s All-Decade player. So it's just interesting how they handle with that situation because Tyron Smith is another vet on their O-line and he hasn't got m- many more years in, uh, left either. So how long do they, how long do the Cowboys plan on keeping that core together? That's going to be the interesting part. But that was the problem they had last year though, is that they they went down with injuries. They signed, was it Jason Peters they signed? Um, yeah. And he, they moved him to play guard for them because they didn't have an option there. No, and, and I, I get injuries are a thing, but this guy is your best guard. Just sign him. Move on. Um, other bo- bogus things going on at the Cowboys, though, is Michael Parsons, the guy that you said needs paying, um, is attacking quarterbacks during practice. And I, I don't understand what's going on. No one understands because in all of Mike McCarthy's career, he's never seen something so stupid. But um, I think from what I've read, he he basically sacked uh, that Prescott during practice. You've got Michael Parsons there physically assaulting your quarterback. You've got Trayvon Diggs uh, verbally assaulting your quarterback. Uh, but I, this is all all this this is training camp season. When you got these stories coming out about some mistakes happening in the camp, some tempers flaring, um, it doesn't bother me. The Cowboys will be there come playoff time uh, up there with. With the Eagles, that I mean, Prescott's... you shouldn't be hitting the quarterback no matter what. It's foolish. I mean, well, it's not like player. he was trying to hit the man. He fell I mean, if you're him. sacking him, come on. That Prescott's just taking L's all over the place at the minute. He's I mean, I've seen L's. a lot of tour highlights of preseason, and that boy, that Dolphins own line, outside of Armstead, is not very good again. They're, they're just not a good. They don't. But they got away with it last year. He gets the ball out quick. Because he's he's got run he's got wide receivers that can like get downfield in about two seconds, so all he has to do is like literally step back and throw the ball. It's a la Tom Brady from like a year or two ago where he basically just releases the ball straight away. Look, the line looks worse, but anyway, I'm moving on from this preseason uh, highlight reels. Well, let's let's move on and talk about uh, a signing that we. I mean, it's not that interesting, but I, I'm going to talk about it anyway. Yannick Ngatway, he has signed a 10-year, 10-mil deal, I think it is, with the Chicago Bears. I the think Chicago is... Bears of 2023 are one of the most talked about teams I have ever come across. and Deservedly so! <laughs> Far from it. Deservedly so. What? Why do they deserve it? What have they ever achieved in the last decade? I'm so excited about this Chicago Bears team. I can't tell a lie. Like, I am just excited to see how they will perform this year with the pieces they've now got in place. Their roster roster to me is the most improved from last year. One of the most improved. Not the most, but one of the most improved. I I, I think a lot of people are overrating the players at the signing. I like their Ngakwe edition, don't get me wrong. But they're the reason they have... Like, and Gakwe, they just brought like themselves ten sacks. So yeah, well, I like the Ngakwe. Poles is the reason they don't have any pass rushers. He's the one who got rid of uh, their star linebacker, right? Because uh, he didn't want to pay him, Roquan Smith. Yep. He's the one who got rid of like their pass rusher and Floyd. Like he's uh, the one who got rid of all these players last year. Last yeah, last year I believe. And now he's trying to sign vets again. Are, are we believing the? That makes hype? no sense to me. I believe in the hype. I am. 
I'm 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 liking the Bears team. I feel like their their defense is going to be okay, and their offense is going to be really good. I really feel that their offense is going to surprise people this year. Because I reckon their at... offense is still going to be bottom five in the league. I think they're competing with the Packers not to come last in that division. Sorry, I hate, I hate that take. I, I mean, I agree they're probably going to be challenging with the Packers to not come last because, unfortunately, they're in a, they're in a division with like other strong teams with like the Lions and the Vikings. But like, it's an exciting roster for me. Especially until after... I see Fields starting to deliver as a thrower, I'm going to knock him points. The Fields hate is disgusting from you. I'm not going to lie. No, 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 no. I mean, the I Fields hate, hate is the guy, but his hype is overblown. I I get his being overhyped, like no arguments there. I get that the Bears as an overall unit might struggle, but give the man a chance. I I feel like I feel like the some some Trevor Lawrence fans might I feel like Fields has got his flowers, um, Lawrence's flowers. But I I think Fields, I'm willing to see him with a legit number one receiver. I don't get the overhype, but for me. This year, I'm like, prove it. But I still yeah, don't yeah. think they've got a legit number one receiver. Don't, That's my other How problem. disrespectful of you for DJ Moore. How I know, disrespectful. Tell me about it. But it's true. I don't think it's a 1A. I don't think it's Alpha. I don't think it's a 1B. I think it's a number two. In the no, that's a bit of recency bias. He had one down year in Carolina. Exactly. Where he previously had, I think, three straight 1,100-yard seasons with that carousel at quarterback. He, he, terrible quarterback play, terrible coaching. Matt Rule was the coach there, and the man was getting over a thousand yards a season. And you're trying to tell me he's not a one, number one receiver? I mean, he's a good receiver, but <laughs> I just don't. They, how they give him the ball usually has been a lot of. In Carolina, was very oh, different. I, I apologise that a man's getting into space to get the ball in, in like thrown ahead of him. Like, how dare he? How no, dare no, he make saying, plays I, just, I just want to see him produce as a conventional receiver in Chicago with field before I anoint the Chicago Bears as uh, a legit scary offense. Well, regardless, the Bears ain't going to challenge the Lions for the division. Lions have got it wrapped up. I, I, I don't know if you guys saw um, Peter King's interview recently with uh, the sun god himself, Armand Ross St. Brown, where he was going through basically the the motivation he carries for being passed by 16 other receivers in his draft class. I, I, I find this ridiculous from him. Though, I'm not going to lie. He reads it in his locker three times a day. Nah, nah, this is cap. It's cap for me. This is not, he's not doing that. He's doing it for, he's doing it for the stories. That is not, he's not actually going to his locker and reading these names three times a day. He is. Once, he, once he's getting ready, he's reading that. He catches two o two balls after every practice. Yeah, I, I get the catching two o two balls, but I don't think the amount of times that he must have read those names by the, now. The he doesn't what? need to go to his locker room. They should just be coming off the rolling of his tongue. Sorry, like motivation. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm probably ignorant, but what he's catching? What two o two balls? What are they? Yeah, two hundred two passes from the right. jitter machine. What, because he was drafted at 202? No, no, no. It, it, it's something that happened, I think, when he was in high school, maybe. Um, basically, one of the other kids there was really gifted. They, they, he was really good. They, they went up to him, him so, and his dad. They found out that he catches 200 passes. And then so Armand Ra's like, you know what? We're going to catch, catch 202 passes. So like, what, I'm, what I'm hearing here is a wide receiver's putting an extra work. 
well done to him. Good play. Like yeah, I appreciate and, that. And they, they want to show how uh, one of the best receivers in the league, Amon Ross St. Brown, is why he is what he is. I mean, I think there's a lot of natural talent. There's a lot of hard work. There's a lot of leadership. And um, I think his all that is right with the Detroit Lions. Simon, what you should be taking away from this is that Amon Ross St. Brown should be drafted in the first round of NFL. <laughs> I, while Jared Goff is still the quarterback there, it gives me, it gives me like uh, reservations. I mean, but, hey, hey, if he gets injured, don't worry. Teddy Two Gloves, Teddy Bridgewater is back. Just, re- just, sign, just sign for them, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. Teddy Two Gloves can come in for a game or two. Like, but anything more than that, you screw yeah, I feel like he's in the Jared Goff mold, though. Like, give him a clean pocket, he'll be fine. He doesn't need to t- put the team on his back too often. Just give him a solid playmakers around him, yeah, scheme guys open, and he'll be fine for you. For sure. I, I, I do agree that I think that he is uh, basically, he's a good backup for Jared Goff. He's a, he's a, he's a poor man's Jared Goff, yeah, is what I he is. That. Yeah. But I, I am excited about this Lions team as well. Um, I think they are going to be a dangerous team this year. They've kept their entire O-line uh, in, in shape, which not a lot of teams do, uh, off-season to off-season. It was one of the best units last year. So another year of playing with each other. With all that That's what happens when you there. have walk-end tackles, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Although, like, Decker, I like Decker, but I would never have said he was a great left tackle. He's always been a good left tackle. So I like... Um, Penny Sewell, who plays right tackle for them, but Deck has always been average. But then the whole line as as a whole is great, and I feel that that's that's the main thing. They've got they've got at least they're good at every position. Yeah, and historically Detroit, that was a thing with them. The O line was always too soft. Their DBs were too soft. Um, their receivers always shone. Um, but yeah. Uh, they're going to challenge in that division but that's why they got rid of DeAndre Swift because he refused to run in between his great tackles it's true it's true and then they got David Montgomery the plodder that will plod between the tackles so maybe it was a hey 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 hey. that's why you get Jameer Gibbs right but no maybe it was a shrewd move though maybe we like we've all like insulted this move because he got rid of Jamal Williams they signed Montgomery but Montgomery is, is just that. He'll plod between the tackles. So maybe there was actually a smart move on their part because they're like, he'll do exactly what we want him to do, which is get three yards of carry between the tackles. Um, anyway, last thing that we'll talk about today um, before we finish. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we've got time. We've got time. And if we've not got time, I'm making time. Uh, preseason. First preseason games uh, for most teams are happening from tonight, but for the rest of the weekend. I want from each of you one preseason game you're excited for. I'm excited only because I think uh, the Jags might be one of the very few teams who might be playing the starters. Um, <laughs> I like we... it. Get in before Shamil and steal his team. I like it. Uh, but I am excited to see the Jags at least get some time. Um, who are they playing this week? Shamil, who are they playing? We're playing the Cowboys. That would be nice. I don't know how many of the Stars Cowboys will play, uh, but Lawrence will get some run. Ridley will get some run. Um, and Tank Bigsby. Tank Bigsby, sleeper in the NFL this year. Um, I'm excited to see 
what this offense could look like and can Trevor Lawrence take that next step into the NFL elite? I'm looking forward to seeing the outside of the Jags, which I'm definitely looking forward to seeing. I think the game with which could provide some clues. I was going to say Panthers-Jets, but that's not really the case. The Jets are not playing um, Aaron Rodgers. Sorry, Jets fans. Um, Zach Wilson will be the guy. I want to see Bengals-Packers because Jordan Love, I want to see what he's doing. You Hopefully he's playing. scumbag. You scumbag. Sorry. That's, li- <laughs> that's literally my pick. But yeah, same reason. They've been doing joint practices and apparently the Bengals defense as well as the Packers defense have been dominated. Dominating. We won't see Joe Burrow in this game anyway from his injury. Well, uh, Jamal Chase has told him that he can sit to week five. It's fine. <laughs> I like the confidence. I like the confidence. I like the confidence. I, I agree, though. I think the, the Packers were, were one of the games that I was I think could be the most interesting because it'd be interesting to see if Love plays. Um, there, there are no guarantees that they're going to play Love, but if they do, it'd be like a first look at their first team offense going into the, the season. With uh, you know, in the post Aaron Rodgers era, um, I am now scrambling. So, um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Commanders Browns as much as I don't want to talk about the Browns. The reason I want to see somehow, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of talk about him. Same same thing with Love, I guess. Like, there's a lot of talk about how how it's got a lot of expert like there's a lot of expectations about him, even though we've seen him play for like what a, a game and a bit. Uh, there's high expectations of what he's going to be able to do. I want to see it, uh, see what they do. And I also want to see if there's any any real changes to that offense, that the style of offense. Has Bremeni brought any Kansas City style to Washington? They don't really have the same personnel grouping. Like, the, the personnel are very different. So it'll be interesting to see how that all works for me. They're, um, they're also talking about using Antonio Gibson in the JD McKissick role now, um, which will be a nice boost for him because I think we've we've been fans of Anthony Gibson the player but he was never he was never quite carved out the role that we thought he might well and and um the other running back came in and and was very good uh Brian Robson Brian Robinson and and I want to see him improve because uh, as much as like uh we can just say you know his yeah he he was shot in the preseason none of us knows how that feels (laughs) none of us know how that feels on the body and how long it can take I mean I, I imagine it's not very nice. I've never been shot, so you know, like I said, I can't really tell. But I, I imagine being shot is not very nice. But he's saying he feels healthier than ever. I know it's another the best shape of the life narrative, but I genuinely believe it. Yeah. Right. I'm not. I'm not bombshell though that none of us have been shot. We'll, we'll leave it there for today. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back, uh, just the two of us, to talk about the NFL next week. Uh, and probably go over some of this preseason stuff. Oh, yeah. See ya. Peace.